Hello, remote friends. The information from this podcast is rich with remote support, but it's even more important that you go from information to application to get the best results possible. Remote work is here to stay, and we want to help you on your way. So let us know how we can support you even more by visiting remotepathways.com. There you will find a quick link to talk with us directly. Reach out to Jen for all your teamwork, leadership, coaching, and facilitation needs. And reach out to Michelle for developing a healthy, sustainable rhythm of life through spiritual practices, 90-day projects, and simple structures to support your remote working journey. Until we connect, thank you for listening. It's such an honor going remote together with you. Let's explore the remote world. Together we'll discover the people, places, and pathways to working remotely. We'll engage in great conversations, share tips and valuable resources, and connect you with voices from the field. Let's go remote together. Hey, Michelle, welcome back. I'm excited that we get to do an episode today. We've had such great guests, and I hope that our listeners have been enjoying in recent months, we've covered everything from conflict in the remote space to the Enneagram. We've had discussions around, you know, remote startups and remote preneurs. Wellness uh, is in the pipeline. So, you know, today, where are we going today in our conversation? We're going to debunk some of those remote working myths. Ooh, I love that. I was recently a guest on the Distant Job podcast, and it was amazing to, to sort of get in. I my, found myself in the landscape of myths, and I was saying, if anything, the last few months of 2020, when many of us around the world have been become experts at work at home, work from home, remote work, we've finally been able to debunk some of the myths that I've been touting in the last few years as just a myth around remote work. So today we get to explore those, right? Yeah, I can't wait. Take us down the timeline of those myths, Jen. Well, the timeline, I I don't know. I I have to say, you know, I'm going to date myself once again, but these were myths that I debunked very early in my career as a remote leader. And as I led teams across a country that maybe took five hours, five days to traverse. What do I say? Five hours. That would have been luxury. It took five days to traverse to, you know, like being a a sub-regional manager with with team members in 10 countries and just as many more than that nationalities. As I like to say, we were a team of 30, uh, about 26 different nationalities and about the same different technical backgrounds as well. So when we talk about harnessing diversity, when we talk about how do you work across differences, like we were constantly sort of like demystifying, demystifying the myths of remote work. And I think many of us, as we go through today's episode, will think to their own recent experience of like, does that really hold true anymore? Or have I reframed? Have I looked at this topic or this this potential myth in different ways and different eyes? That is a fabulous topic. I cannot wait to explore. So let's get started now. What are yeah, we- let's get started. When you hear the word myth, like what comes to you? Because I know I have a, I, I, I think a lot of my work has always been about, you know, debunking myths. What do you think when you think of the word myth? I think about, I thought it was true, but it's not, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> 
And I really? want to know those things ahead of time, right? Yes. And, oh, if I would have known this information earlier, I wouldn't have made wasted my time and energy, right? But you don't know what you don't know. So hopefully we're bringing that to our listeners today. Yeah, and even if you know it now, maybe it's a new mental model, right? Like we learn by putting pieces together. Hence my affinity for puzzle pieces. And we do that typically through conversation. So let's, I'm going to jump in and, and really share six different myths. In fact, I did a community call for uh, my writing for Plan to Track and Effective Virtual Conversations back in April. It's not a public video. So I'm hoping, and I, I really am driving people to this podcast because I think it deserves like a couple of voices around the table. I can say, oh yeah, as a researcher, as an author, this is what we've heard. But really, as a practitioner, you are a practitioner. I am a practitioner. Like I want to bring more perspectives around these topics. So here are the six. We're going to cover six in our episode today, starting with one of our favorites. And we've touched on this in our first two dozen episodes. And that is this notion of no person is an island. A lot of you probably have heard me use that phrase. Again, we often think that we are very isolated and we have moved through a period of social distancing. So in some respects we are, but there's also a reminder that most islands in the world actually have been formed by deep, deep, deep layers of connection, right? Islands typically are volcanic in nature. They are created through the magma that pushes its way up through the surface, up through water to create often what is seen as like these beautiful remote islands. And it's a reminder that as much as we might think it's our area or we're by ourselves, if you look a little deeper, we are inherently deeply connected. So Michelle, the, the no, you know, no person is an island. What comes to mind as you think about your work this year and how you haven't been operating in isolation? Yeah, I love that you remove that filter. It can remove that sense of loneliness that maybe you know, people in the remote working space feel brings people together, unifies, which I love that part of it. Yeah. Another way to say this is you're not operating in a silo. You're not alone. You need to, that key collaboration. Once you have that understanding that you're all connected at a deeper level, it opens up the opportunity to have that collaboration. Absolutely. And, you know, for years in teams and organizations, it's been about how do we learn to work and collaborate across the silos that exist. We're now seeing silos of a different type. And so this is where I think, you know, in my body of work, group coaching becomes a silo softener, right? It doesn't Ooh. mean that we like totally reduce it, but it becomes a silo softener. We start to build those relationships that are so critical. So think about, you know, for our listeners, think about those relationships you fostered or want to foster this year. What are the things that would help you excel? Who do you need? Who do you need relationships with in order to really do your work more effectively? And so it, it can be a, a bit of a reframe. I think in, in my writing, I've also been using this term, remote does not equal disconnected, even though we might feel that we are. We thrive when we're in relationship with other people. So invite for everyone to think about who could you benefit from building some relationships with or strengthening some relationships with? And what I find fascinating, right, to go back to like the recent experience of sort of spring 2020, as people had to work from home, people are doing virtual potlucks, right? And in my 2017 book, Effective Virtual Conversation, I was saying, have a virtual potluck 
And for the last three years, I've been getting these blank stares as I've talked about that. And people are like, really? You could do a virtual potluck? (laughs) And now people have become experts at virtual potlucks. And we've even incorporated this this term in our latest community calls of the virtual water coolers, right? Because people do miss the water cooler talk. So how are we building in these moments of just informal relationship building, which we need? Well said. And I feel like we're sparking water cool com- cooler conversations right now. This is I hope so. Yeah. Like take these myths and, and really talk about is is like is anyone an island in our remote team? How are we connected? How are we connected under the surface? Have we even asked ourselves how we have perhaps different connections that we're not even aware of yet? This is what I do every day with teams and I love it. So here's number two. Remote myth number two that I think is gaining in volume and actually becoming a, I wouldn't call it a panic mode, but I think there's different schools of thought. And there's a a bit of a remote myth that out of sight equals out of mind, right? Intentionality is so critical to really thrive in the remote space. And that means intentionality around who we're in a relationship, how we're communicating, how clear we are with our goals and rules and our outcomes and outputs. So, you know, how are you also maintaining visibility? I think a lot of folks are very concerned that maybe if I work from home and don't return to the office, that I'm going to be sort of like taking a step down on the career ladder. Well, as we've seen, visibility can mean many different things in the remote space. So when you hear out of sight equals out of mind, what comes to your mind? We talk about this in one of our episodes. That's from the leadership role and the person working, the remote worker, both step up to the plate. If that conversation's not happening, bring it to the virtual table. It's important. It's important. important. You know, virtual is really the space of innovation, right? We've had to really practice and build those muscles in recent months to look at how do we collaborate? How do we like get ourselves up and going. And so part of that innovation is also, how do I share the experiments we've been involved with? How do I share the new learning? How do I take that to other parts of the business? And so it really is an opportunity for a door opener, not just, you know, I'm going to keep it to myself. These become career builders. And who knows what careers are going to look like a few months or years down the road right? I think about the changes I've seen in the last 30 years in the remote space. Many of the things that have played out are not a surprise, but they are, you know, a new area for growth. So where might we go? Hard to say, but I think one of the next ones is this myth of I can work around the clock. (laughs) It wasn't too far into the whole spring 2020 COVID pandemic lockdown that new lexicons, new words, new verbiage emerged, Zoom fatigue, (laughs) the the COVID-15, right? And I'm not making jest of this, but like it has changed the way we work and the way we operate. And I think people are realizing that we need to find a better way of remote work, even though if we're working with colleagues, you know, half a world away, 12 hours ahead, six hours ahead, three hours behind, Is it healthy? Is it sustainable to work around the clock? Probably not from multiple levels, not just your physical health, but your mental health, your cognitive health. We need to be able to recharge. And so I want to just ask people to think about, you know, what are your boundaries around working? 
And uh, that links very well to sort of another one, like I don't need boundaries. A lot of people would six months ago would say, oh yeah, I'm going to work from home and I can just do it all. Well, what are the boundaries that are going to help you thrive? Whether it is working hours or when the door is closed, it means the door is closed. I'm on a conference call. Yes, exactly. I re- I, you're taking me back when I very first realized that I was going to be in the remote space. You know what I mean? That official transition, even from like doing field work as sales. When I made the intentional pivot to work in the remote space, it triggered me to work harder than ever before. Yes. Why? Because there was this perception that I held but I didn't realize it was me that held it. I kept saying, well, other people have their perception that if you're working remote, you're not really working. But I didn't realize that I was actually carrying that around myself. And so I was filtering, I was trying to fight against that message that was going through my head. You know what I mean? And it wasn't until I did some heart work that I was like, oh, wait, (laughs) this is really no different. It's just a different environment, but you operate the same. It's just Figuring that out, that's not a true perception. Well, that links nicely to another one I wanted to bring up, like a a remote team myth that it needs to take longer, right? Or that we even have more time. We really don't have more time. And as days become sort of a blur of meeting to meeting to meeting, we need to also make sure that we're leaving time in our calendars to get the work done. And so if you have micro moments or micro windows with a team, how do you ensure that you're having the conversations that need to be had? How are you building that trust, safety, and connection that I've talked about out of my work in effective virtual conversations? We've got to make sure that the conversations are flowing and longer may not be available. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> 20 minutes. We got 20 minutes. Like I think back and I've been hearing this a lot in my, in my coaching work, right? Many times a laser coaching call, a one-on-one with clients, leader, entrepreneur, team member, it might only be 15 minutes. People go, what can I get done in 15 minutes? You know what? If you have a clear thing that you want to focus on, we can go far and deep in 15 minutes. Oh, and a lot of people in my leave. mind, yeah, with this. Like when I went into engaged in your programs, even in the virtual retreats and different things, like you held that space for me and you asked these questions, you know, with a theme. I could not believe what that intentional focus produced in that short amount of time, that value that you added to my life. So yeah, you're speaking. Well, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. And again, to expand it out, right? Like (laughs) what value are you adding as a remote professional? How are you using every moment that you do have available? Because we're all moving fast through different time zones and different times of the day and different priorities. So those times that we do have together are, are critical. And this is really where I think coaching skills are an absolute essential for everyone, everyone across the board. We need to be better listeners. We need to get better at asking better questions because we cannot micromanage, right? I've been talking about this for a decade now. You have to micromonitor in the remote space. So how do we do that? How do we ensure that we're helping our team members and our collaborators get focused, have momentum, know what they get energized by, figure out what the roadblocks are going to be because we can't see that. We can't see that from where we're, we're sitting. But our, our colleagues, whether it's a team member or a collaborator, our partners can see that for sure. Yes, it was so good. So good. What's next? So what's next? Well, I think the final one that we'll wrap up with is, is number six is 
this myth of quote unquote, they'll understand, right? <laughs> you and I, in so many of our different like guest speakers, and you know, one of my remote enablers is of course communication. You gotta communicate, communicate, communicate. You've got to make sure that you're reinforcing that through the different channels available in the different ways that people hear things, because we're not always paying attention. We're not always hearing what's being communicated. So really check for understanding, right? I think we go back to the work of Stephen Covey, check for the understanding and make sure that the message you send is really what is being received. Mm -hmm. Otherwise we diverge and we don't see how quickly or how fast we diverge. Unlike our name of our podcast, remote pathways, plural, one road becomes multiple pathways. And by the time we meet on a Friday, we might realize actually we are totally <laughs> in different areas. I might be on the savannah and you're in like the rainforest. So <laughs> how do we ensure that that's not happening? And that might be got to keep the communication going. So what do you think, Michelle, about that one? Yeah, I think this is fun. So Jennifer Grody and I, we started doing the weekly weather forecast on Fridays. So we did this fun weather theme. What do we predict the remote working weather is going to be next week? Ooh. You know, here are some things that we've going on. Got going on. Oof, looks a little cloudy on Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's just a fun little language that you can have about important things. And then when we come together on Monday, because you know, just like when you watch the weather, things can change like crazy, right? I need a weather update. Has anything changed? Things change. Life is happening, and you're not all in the same physical space. So you have to have more conversations, just like you said. Yeah. You have to have more conversations and check those assumptions, right? And assumptions both personally, but also in business, right? We, we, have, we have learned to operate and thrive on assumptions and where they get complicated in the remote spaces when we're not making them explicit. When I, I have forgotten that actually it's now been months since we were together and people aren't seeing my work unless I'm sharing my work. People aren't understanding what's on my desk or outside my window. Some of these t remote team builders that I've been talking about for a long time. So we want to be intentional building in these different options of like, how do we communicate? How do I get to share what is outside my window or what's on my desk? whether you're using a, a temperature check or like it's a boiling over pot right now and it really needs to get action <laughs> or, you know, going back to the basics on project management, project status meetings, right? I'm always amazed that with remote teams, it's like, I'll ask the question. So what about your team practices? It's one of the six factors of high performing teams. How often are you meeting? Oh, well, we do a monthly check-in. <laughs> Whoa, okay. So what's boiled dry by that point? And you know, you really want to be seeing um, and, and clearly communicating. And it doesn't have to be verbal, right? A lot of great dashboards exist where weekly we can feed to each other. Here are the five projects I'm working on or the 25 projects. This one's an amber, it needs attention. This one's green and this one's a big, bad red. You know, like, and I've got to put the stop on. We need some crisis management intervention in terms of let's look at it, not just myself, but let's look at it as a team or as a, a subset of the team. Mm, that's so good. And, and some things are, are kicking off in my mind right now is PDT, right? And so you have- Blended track, yeah. People are probably like, what's PDT? <laughs> Blended track, track. Yeah. <laughs> was, So that's my 2019 book for a workbook yes. planner for remote and virtual professionals. <laughs> PDT for short, plan to track. <laughs> yes. And the planning tools still remain to be my favorite. 
And it is those questions when you're asking those quarterly reflectives or monthly reflectives, you know, that traffic light, you're making those decisions, but you're having those conversations. So those are great anchor points to have conversations. Also, a Remote Pathways blog. Every Monday, there is a fresh blog and a team activity. We do these. These Jennifer has brought a wealth of information, years in the team and group coaching fields. Use them. They're there. We want to hear from you. They're so much fun. And they really do bring back to the myth number one. No person is an island in the remote space. And that brings the, you know, it sparks conversations. It keeps that collaboration going. Yeah. So dig deep into the resources that are available here. Yeah. So again, it's been interesting looking at how this year has played out. I set the 52 week series for Remote Pathways blog back in November of 2019, but it's been not surprising in my world (laughs) that, or from my mindset, it's not been surprising of how it's actually linked very well with a lot of the things we've been hearing from our, from our listeners, as well as, you know, things that we've been spotlighting here. So definitely check out the blog. I've also been getting emails like, can I use this with my team? Absolutely with attribution, right? It's, it's part of the new remote pathways body of work that is I'm working on right now. And it's going to be out in print probably in the next three to six to nine months. And so really use it. I want to hear how you're using it. And maybe there's a case study that I can be using to spotlight in some of these books that are coming forward. Oh, so wait, I love the way that your brain works, Jennifer. <laughs> you, have collaboration. you have collaboration brilliance. And I love how you do that. <laughs> Well, we are, we are nearing, you know, like we have done more than 20 of these episodes now, Michelle. And I think, I know certainly uh, as a professional, I have so valued our collaboration. I think you and I are a perfect blend. I was reflecting on this. Are, we bring complementary skills to the table and, you know, to the no person is an island. We can't do it all. And so who can you be partnering with to make sure that, you know, whatever you're not great at, it's, 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 your back is covered because you've got a great partner. So with that, we'll sort of bring us back to the front of the the beginning. We'd love to hear from you. What are the myths you've seen sort of, that's a strong word, decimated or blown up, but evaporated is maybe a better way to frame it. What are the things that have had to shift because you've really become, you know, fluid in this space? So with that, I'm going to let you have final words or a couple wrap up comments What do you think is important as we go to draw this episode to a close around myths around remote work? So just piggybacking on what uh, Jennifer just said, think about our, you have been experiencing remote collaboration throughout the entire remote pathways journey with us. Not only are we not in the same city, we're not even the same country, but look what can happen when you come together for a common purpose, have important conversations and set the intention to collaborate on a project that adds value to the world. Great things can happen. So take a tour back through the episodes if you would like. What do you hear? What do you hear between us that you want to bring into your remote world? Uh, So brilliant. And actually, I would just say we've started hearing from our guests that they really enjoy this sort of back and forth that you and I have developed. So with that, whether it's myths, collaboration, listeners, we want to hear from we, we, you. We also hope that you will drop into one of our community call breakfasts. Yes. As usually happen. I, I don't know. Are we committed, Michelle, now to do them twice a month, first and third? 
we Thursday are, of the month. Yeah, we've been doing that for a few months, but I like the rhythm, right? It keeps the rhythm going. I so do too. join us, please. All right, Jen. We'll see you again soon on the remote road. See you soon and be well, everyone. Take care. 